Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories, and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thanks for being here with me today. I really appreciate you. I'm so glad for all of this time we get to spend together to be able to be here on the radio and to really enjoy living life as a thriving entrepreneur. I hope you know how special you are and how much you mean to me. I'm really grateful for this time that we get to be together. Today I want to talk about an exciting subject. I want to talk about winning at life. You know, life often feels kind of more like a game than anything else, right? Um, but it also kind of feels like a rigged game that sometimes we think we're not allowed to win. And ultimately, you know, and we've talked about this in other episodes, I mean, the ultimate win, the crossing the finish line, well, let's not race to get there, right? You know, because that means some things about you know, you're also not participating in the game. So we want to have the victories that happen when we are still alive, still in the game, still doing things. We want to be able to celebrate our successes and also leave a legacy. I think both of those are equally important. And I think we all deserve to get to be able to see the wins that are happening in our life even as we are living our life. So today we want to talk about how to win at life. And I have a couple of really, really great guests that are going to help me with this discussion so that we can really show you some tools, some tricks, some methods to help you win at life. I want that for you so much. I want to see you thrive. I want to see you just conquering your mountains and making the difference that only you can make. And yeah, that includes feeling like the victor, the winner, being the person who has some wins in life. You deserve that. They're there for you. And today, this is what we're going to talk about is how you can win at life. I got three really great guests, diverse different opinions that are going to really help us hone in on how we can win at life and live every day of our lives as a thriving entrepreneur. So let's do our quick first commercial break here, and then we'll be right back here on Thriving Entrepreneur. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com, schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free, it's guaranteed, it's proven we've done it thousands of times what are you waiting for yes your this time next week you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve reach the people that you came to serve come on now what are you waiting for grab a pen here we go all you got to do is book a call your go to your book a talk with steve it's proven it's guaranteed it's gonna happen all you have to do is say yes to your destiny Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today as we talk about winning at life. Lots of great guests. This first one is going to teach us how to be able to, in business, get the win. You know, get the clients that you really want to work with without being that person, right? Without having to be all pitchy and running around selling all the time but just simply collecting people 
that you want to work with and that want to work with you. Are you interested in that? All right. Join me in welcoming Shannon Lee. Hey, Shannon, how are you doing today? I'm great. Nice to be with you, Steve. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about who you are and how you show up in the world. Sure, you bet. So uh, professionally, I'm the director of coaching for Win Without Pitching, and we help creative professionals have more fun and feel more comfortable selling, which is not typically a natural thing for somebody who is a creative professional. Okay. So what do you mean by win and uh, all the rest of it? Yeah. Win without pitching is a philosophy and a framework for selling ideas and services versus selling a product. It really sees that business owner, that creative professional taking an expert positioning, being uniquely um, differentiated and taking a lead during a sales conversation to really direct that client to be in terms of what it's going to be like to work together, how they might help, how they might really carve out a lot of value and bring great outcomes for that client to be, and then price things appropriately based on value so that there's fair compensation and everybody's feeling good about engaging together. So what would you say is a significant differentiator between without pitching and just a typical sales pitch? Yeah, typically sales pitches see um, that person, that agency, that firm who's being considered in this vendor role, this uh, order taker role where they're being asked to like force themselves through the buyer's process and kind of jump and dance and, and do all the dog and pony show and, and prove themselves before they're hired. Maybe do work for free, actually, to prove themselves. Our approach is really one of coming at your offering through a place of expertise where you're proving through your thought leadership and you're proving through work and case stories on your website and through conversations that you can help a client achieve a vision, um, but it's got to be something that you enter into together and you both see a fit for it before you decide to take a next step together. So it, it sees that, that agency being as selective about the client as the client is being about them. So you are kind of matchmaking people to people that they need to talk to. Yeah, yeah, I think it, that's that's one way to look at it, right? These our clients are are doing the hard work of putting their thought leadership out there, just like you do with your podcast, to share more about who they are and what they believe and how they approach the work, with the goal of attracting that client who sees them as an expert and wants them to be that that practitioner and that expert guide and wants them to really lead and create a better future for whatever the initiative is, whether it's building a website or creating a new brand or launching a new product. So when a person comes to you, they've already gotten to a certain place of creating their, their brand, their this is who I am, they just simply need to be introduced or do you help them from the beginning to really learn how to be able to better express who they are to the world? We help them in the beginning do just that positioning, help them do a better job of talking about, you know, who they help and how they help. So their market and their discipline and really build out their unique perspective on how they approach the work. And then we help them build a marketing plan to understand how to attract the right kinds of prospects and potential clients. And then we help them guide a, a more effective and kind of conversational and helpful type of approach to the sales process so that it really allows for both parties to get to know each other and dig into desired future state and outcomes and really be clear and upfront about who's the team that's going to be involved in making the decision. Let's, let's have the conversation about money in a comfortable and transparent way and let's facilitate a close if there's a fit versus letting it drag on and maybe going dark, which can sometimes happen in this situation. So we bring the framework and then it's up to them to go execute it and, and find those, those prospects. 
And is the framework, uh, you know, like systems, different CMSs and things like that that you also introduce to them? Or is it just really more understanding those different elements of it? It's, it's more of a sales framework. So it's, it's process and discipline around how you guide a sales conversation. It's process and discipline around building a marketing plan and executing on it, which sometimes can mean they need to choose a, a tool, a technology tool like a CRM. And we can give some advice, but that's, that's really on them to find the best one for them. Um, and it's a, it's a process for really helping to shift behavior and mindset in your business. If you've typically been uncomfortable selling or don't feel like you have the right to be at the table and ask for the kind of money that you're worth, right? So we help with a lot of that psychology around the sale as well and build confidence. Mm, asking what you're worth is such a big one. Yeah. So many people struggle with that. How do you help a person, um, you know, especially when you're talking about a service that's, um, you know, like coaching is a perfect example where it's, it's that person's time isn't necessarily a hard cost. How do you help them wrap their mind around what they're really worth? Yeah, it's a good question. And, and for us, it really starts with how you position yourself to the world and, and specializing. We really believe that there is a case to be made for specialization and in order to really differentiate yourself and be seen as different, it comes through specialization. So for us, we're, I'm a coach, but I coach specifically creative professionals through sales training. And that's what actually brings um, the power in the sales, so to speak. It's not that the client has money to spend. It's that it's the availability of options and being seen as meaningfully different. So we start with positioning. We help people get their story in order and and articulate a lot of times what's already in their head, but they need help pulling it out and documenting it and codifying it and sharing it with the rest of their team so that everybody's marching from the same place. So that's the first step in really feeling good about what you offer. Mm, that's good stuff. So, uh, you know, and by the way, thank you for actually using the word sales. So many sure. sales trainers, uh, <laughs> will do anything in their entire pitch to not actually use the word sale. <laughs> yeah, I, it's so true. And and we get it. Our, our clients would probably prefer we use business development. And I used to be like that when I was selling for agencies, I used to feel like business development somehow elevated me, but you know, through this, this approach, I've really come to love and respect selling. And I think it's noble if you approach it from a place of, you're there to help. You're there to create as much value for that client to be as possible. And you're not there to convince them of anything. You really have no business of convincing anyone of anything ever. That makes a lot of sense. So with all the clients you've worked with, um, a lot of them, they're not growing. They're not closing sales because of an internal resistance. Mm -hmm. And I know there's lots of them, but what is the biggest one you see comes up for people a lot? Honestly, it's fear of talking about money. And so they leave it until the very end only to find out that there really isn't a budget there that they can work with. That's a big one. Oh, that's such a great discussion that, man, we could have done a whole show just on that. Yeah. Uh, when do you introduce the price? Um, so when do you, or how do you even know when you should begin to start talking price to people? It starts in that very first conversation, what we call the qualifying conversation, when you're vetting that, that lead to see if there's a real opportunity. And you do it through the use of, you know, questions like, have you allocated funds for this initiative? Or I want to let you know that we have a minimum level of engagement of $100,000 in the first year we work together. Or... I should tell you, just so that you know, and we're on the same page, that you know, for clients like you, for projects like this, it could look like a range of 100,000 on the high end and 50,000 on the low end. Are you ready to make that kind of investment? Well, I like that. I'm going to steal that phrase. Yeah. We need to have a, how did you say that? We need to have 100,000 for the, say that again. So that we so have, good. yeah. 
So we, we have um, a minimum level of engagement that I wanted to tell you about, and that is typically $100,000 in the first year of working together. Oh, I love that. I'm so glad that's recorded. I've got to, I've got to start <laughs> weaving that into. It's a good the, one. Yeah, yeah. I like that. And you're really just in that first call, just trying to see if you're on the same page with budget. You're not trying to get somebody to commit right then and there. It's just, are we on the same page? Does it make sense to keep talking? So, and we're going to talk in a minute here about how people can connect and go deeper with you. But if a person's listening and they've been resistant to what we've been talking about here, what could they do right now just outside of working with you? What could they do right now to begin to up-level themselves? Well, I think a lot of times it has to do with your motivational makeup. And so it, it's good to just have some self-examination of, do I have the need to win? Is that what motivates me to sometimes maybe behave badly in the sale? Or do I have the need to make friends? And so in the sale, I do everything to make everybody happy and I give a lot of concessions. Like what is your motivator that can cause you to have some bad habits in a sales conversation? Identifying that and naming that and owning that can be a really good first step in understanding kind of your relationship with money and, and the psychology about it in the sale. That's good. I like that. So for a person who wants to go deeper, who needs to work with you, let's first uh, tell them in order to work with you, they need to be in what kind of a level, both in their business or as, as well as expectation and working with you. Yeah, we our sweet spot is really that small to medium-sized independently owned creative firm. And the key there is independently owned. Like that, that independent owner has the ability to make change happen versus a big holding company. And so it tends to be, you know, that, that size of agency. And they can come in through the door of sales if they want to start with sales training, or they can come in through the door of positioning if they need help doing a better job of differentiating their firm. It always does come back to positioning, though, I will say. If they haven't done that work, eventually they're going to need to do that because in order for our approach to work and to really be the expert and lead in the sale, you have to be seen as meaningfully different. So for somebody that does want to go deeper with you, um, how can they get in contact with you? Yeah, they can go to winwithoutpitching.com. And there's lots of information on there about the boot camps we offer, the workshops. There's lots of great thought leadership. And there's a little information form you can fill out and we can have a conversation to see where we might be able to help and what the best entry point is. Perfect. Well, Shannon, I really appreciate you spending some time with us on the show here today. Yeah, Steve, it was great to talk to you. Thank you. Lots of great tips. I hope there's some things in there that you were able to take out that you're going to, you know, start using when you are talking to people that could potentially become clients so that you don't feel like you're pitching. You don't feel like a sleazy salesman. You feel like an empowered salesperson, a powerful business person. That's really what we want when we're talking about living as a thriving entrepreneur. We're going to take another commercial break and then we'll be right back here on Thriving Entrepreneur. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling, go to yourbesttellertoday.com, schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free, it's guaranteed, it's proven, we've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbesttellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve, reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now, what are you waiting for? Grab a pen, here we go. All you gotta do is book a call, yourbesttellertoday.com. Go to yourbesttellertoday.com Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. 
Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur. In the last segment, we were talking about how to win without pitching. Now we want to switch to a totally different thing. We want to look at a product. Oh man, this thing is so awesome. I literally signed up for this product while I was interviewing this person. Has been li- has been using it since. I recommend it to all of my friends. You really are going to get a lot out of this amazing product that will help you win in social media so that you can do the things that you want to do the most powerfully and effective way. Join me in welcoming Arjun Ray. Hey, Arjun, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks so much for asking. How are you? I'm doing good, thanks. So tell us a little bit about who you are and how you show up in the world. Oh, that's a great question. Uh, we usually like to show up through uh, Google searches. We do really well on ranking <laughs> um, when, in terms of when people search for you know, smart social media management or Hello Wolfie. But um, my, I mean, I've been, a, I've been a serial entrepreneur since I was a teenager, built four startups, raised venture funds for two of them, um, a couple million in, in raised capital. And, and so I know pretty much everything that it takes to literally build you know, something from nothing. And, uh, and, and no matter how many cat lives you go through, I would say we're probably in our 50th cat life here with Hello Wolfie. If you have the right, you know, if you have the, the, the perseverance, you have the, the drive to, to make it work, literally anyone can do it. HelloWolfie.com. We have to talk about where that name came from. Yeah, so huge fan of uh, of dogs. Uh, I'm actually looking to become a foster uh, for a rescue here in New York City um, to to help dogs as well. But uh, you know, just like your best friend, uh, hence the Woofy part of HelloWoofy.com. He teaches you, or she teaches you, you know, when, how, and what to post. And now there's a lot of complex data science, artificial intelligence, but on the back end to when it comes to helping the small business owner create content and schedule it on social or in blogging uh, or through Amazon Alexa speakers, actually, that's coming up very soon. It's, it's all done just like a, your best friend. He's always there to help you, um, but it's done for the price of a cup of coffee. Wow. Um, and you are doing it for them, with them. How exactly does that work? Yeah, so it's a software as a service platform. Um, so it's a self-serve, but you know, one of the uh, unique things about our platform is unlike any of our so-called competitors, um, and the reason I say so-called is because if you ask Tesla, is Chevy a competitor? They're going to be like, heck no. If you ask Chevy, is Tesla a competitor? They're going to be, yeah, they have four wheels. But as far as Tesla is concerned, they're building a categorically new product, right? So in our case, again, a categorically new product, We one of the things that uh, is very unique about us is that we actually have have a community. Um, we, we're a B2B company, but we act like a B2C company. We have a community of you know thousands of people who are engaging with us every single day on our Facebook group. We have, kind of, I jokingly, I say this, SMB therapy sessions every Friday where small businesses, we have nearly 6,000. And so they all have a chance to jump on a Zoom call on Fridays and get help with whatever they need. Um, and very soon, they're going to be actually be able to hire one another. Um, again, none of our competitors do this. Literally, if you're a podcast owner and you need an editor or you need a writer, whatever you need, uh, you'll be able to go into the HelloWiffy platform and find other customers who are using our platform and are just like you, hustlers, underdogs, and you can hire one another. Um, and so it's a very, very different way of, of building the company. And in fact, hundreds of our customers have also invested in the company through something called RegCF, which is equity crowdfunding, uh, thanks to the Jobs Act. And uh, literally anyone can invest as, a, as low as $100 and own a piece of the company. Um, so again, very different from any other SaaS competitor you'll see in our, in our category. I had to look at your website, you know, because A, the, num- the name is just so cool. But B, you're talking about low price, and mm-hmm. I'm blown away here. You actually are $49 a year. Yep. 
Yep, it wow. gives us a it gives us a very tiny margin, but that's enough because um, we're also venture backed, and most importantly, we're providing a solution that literally the smallest of small businesses can afford. And the data itself, the you know the artificial intelligence becomes you know exponentially better and better, and that allows the the AI to give you better and better recommendations. So it's a win win situation in both cases. Um, we're keeping the prices really low, and uh, obviously we're only you know nine months old, give or take, but we've grown eighteen thousand percent in a very short period of time we're really about helping the underdog marketeer and that is the difference between marketer and marketeer we can talk about that but uh, our whole goal is to keep the prices low and and continue building a very viable successful business so walk me through um brand new person we won't we'll pretend that i have no marketing experience at all i sure. come to your website um i've just started barely have a website and I'm just dipping my toe into social media. Mm -hmm. How would I use your site? Great question. So the first thing I would tell you is let's just take an example of a Facebook group, right? If you are a tire company, let's just say you're a local tire company and you're looking for new revenue sources, right? Um, I would say, and this was a, a conversation I had with a, with a client a couple of a couple of days ago who uses HelloWoofy, is what if you could help those individuals who are buying your tires every, you know, so often, but what if they have kids and they're looking to teach their kids how to get started with driving, right? How to get started with taking care of their car. What are the nuances of the car? So I would tell you, use that Facebook page, uh, Facebook group actually, to, um, and, and continuously schedule content using HelloWoofy, which it'll help you auto-complete the content as you start typing. It'll give you recommendations for the best emojis, the best hashtags. And by the way, on the emoji part, studies have shown over and over again that they drive significant uplift, double-digit double uplift in engagement. So we actually figure out based on thousands of emoji combinations, which ones are the most uh, you know relevant and, and probably going to do really well. And so as you start typing, it'll come up with the content for you. It'll, you know, help you find images relevant to that as well. You can link it back to your website and we'll read the website for you and come up with quotes for it. All of this will be done in, you know, split seconds as you start creating the post itself. Now, if I recommend you creating content on a weekly basis, at least to get started, and then doing it every single day so that if you're looking to reach that audience that is very enthusiastic about cars and tires and wants to now teach their, uh, allow their kids to learn about cars as well, you would be the you would be at the center of their, uh, you know, attention, uh, top of mind when it comes to, you know, who do we, you know, hire to teach our kids to uh, drive or who would be the best person to reach out to to help our kid understand how, you know, the car works and what to do if a car breaks down. Um, so those are some of the things that we're teaching small businesses. You have to think outside the box. You have to be very B2C, even though you're maybe a B2B company. But you have to build, you have to go beyond the, 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 the product that you're offering or the service you're offering so that you can, and, and social media just amplifies that. It's, it's almost like, a, you know, today you're local, but you're competing on a global scale. Um, you can have companies literally, I mean, if you're a tire company, again, in that example, you could have people across the country looking for driver, you know, driving courses or teaching that kid how to learn about the car. It's, it's literally your, every small business owner has the ability to use HelloWoofy to compete globally while staying local. I'm enamored with your website here. Sorry. <laughs> That's a good thing though. Um, yep, yep. So you're, you're going to focus mostly on or encourage people mostly to focus on a Facebook group in that example, at least, but you work with, if I'm looking at the list here, pretty much everybody you can imagine in social media. Yep. Yep. We have uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, you name it, the top uh, social providers. Um, and we're integrating with Google My Business very soon. We're almost done with that. Uh, Pinterest is, you know, uh, coming from uh, most likely in a couple of months. Uh, we're working with the Pinterest team to get the API access. Um, we're also, you know, on the on the blog side, we, we're about to introduce Shopify blogs. So if you any of your customers have, you know, stores that they want to automate in terms of blog posts, we can do that very quickly and very soon with our, our platform from as well. Um, the other benefit is, you know, we have WordPress integrated, we have Medium integrated, which is huge in the entrepreneur community. Um, but here's a unique thing. This is probably the most unique thing and you'll never see it anywhere else is the Amazon Alexa scheduler. What if I could help you? And it's as easy as scheduling to Twitter. You could schedule a video or an audio and, you know, you want to schedule it through the Amazon Alexa speaker. 
that happens to exist happens to be, you know, in your customer, your listeners living room right now, right? Well, how do you reach them? Well, with our platform very soon, we'll make it so easy that within five seconds of you scheduling a quick two minute video, Hey, check out our office episode with Hello Wolfie's founder, Arjun Rai this Friday, dropping at 6 PM. This is Steve, you know, uh, checking out like that kind of a video or audio, uh, kind of post can be, you know, a, a customer can see in their, in their living room very soon. Um, and, uh, and so again, that's great because we're quarantined. We're all stuck at home. The smart, the, the smart speaker market has grown a whopping 82% in the last 90 days. And, and only the CNNs and the ABCs of the world are, you know, distributing content on there. What if I could help you specifically compete alongside them? with no coding needed. Um, so that's the new thing that's coming out. And then the Google Chrome extension allows you to type anywhere on the internet, autocomplete words, you know, in emails and blog, blog posts and in, uh, in note-taking apps. It's truly a very next generation you know, pro kind of product and platform. But uh, again, for the price of a cup of coffee, four or five bucks a month. And so most people, you know, especially if they're brand new, they're going to look at your pricing. They're going to see you have a free program and the $49 program. Mm -hmm. Although $49 a year is, I mean, it's mind blowing, honestly. I'm still stuck yeah. on that. Sorry. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But you know, most people are going to do like we do and they're going to join the free program. What is the difference between what do you miss if you take the free program versus the paid one? Yeah, so it's a great question. Um, it's it's all limits in terms of like you know how many accounts you can add, how many times you can post, how many you know pieces of content you can have in the library. Um, obviously, with the forty nine dollars, you have uh, a lot more, uh, a higher limits, um, or in some cases, no limits at all. And so that's basically the difference. Um, but the, there's our first, I mean, the free tier, it, it blows away any of our so called competitors in terms of what they offer, even at the paid tier. So what would you say is the number one thing people are doing wrong when it comes to their social media? Um, they're trying to connect all of the, uh, this is, uh, this is a little bit old school thinking because a lot of platforms in the, in the, in the old days, I'm, I'm like thinking 10 years ago allowed for this, where if you post something to Twitter, it'll automatically post to Facebook. It'll then automatically post to LinkedIn, bad strategy. You need to make sure that every you know, platform, or at least when you're creating the content is, it, it doesn't seem like it's been, you know, automated to, you know, from, by a bot. We're, we obviously automate the scheduling part and, and also help you create the content, but we'll never take over the entire, you know, end-to-end -end process for you because that is the definition of a robot. And in many cases, platforms, they don't like it. It's against their terms of service. Um, and so that's number one thing is, you know, I, I, I see, you know, a, you know, for small business trying to automate everything and treat it like, um, not treat it as a nurturing uh, channel, but something that they can just, they just have to do as a tactic. Well, if you're going to do that, then it's, you might as well, whenever someone walks into your store, you might as well just, you know, hand them the product and, and then just walk away. You, I mean, you're not having a conversation with them. You're not showing them the product. You're not nurturing them. You're not even saying hello. That's the kind of approach that you need to take on social because it allows you to honestly amplify it. Um, and so that's the, that's the number one thing is do not treat social or any channel, even if that channel is, you know, people walking in through your door, a retail location, uh, which is obviously a little harder today with COVID. Um, do not treat any of those as tactics. You have to be super EQ driven uh, and warm the, uh, warm the lead, warm the customer, be, you know, send them, you know, other, you know, uh, kinds of content that might be useful. Again, again, in my example, I was talking about the tire company. I mean, they're now offering, you know, you know, they're soon going to be offering education components. They're going to be offering, this is almost like the Russell Brunson approach, right? When they, when it, whenever you come up with a sales funnel, offer the main product and then upsell them with another product and then upsell them with a third product. Well, obviously you want to be related. You can sell, you know, tires with, you know, hand lotion, <laughs> but uh, you, you want to, you want to make sure that your all your messaging is related to one another and that you're not hammering only on one thing. You want to make sure that you're meeting the customer's needs from all angles. Okay. So we're going to get here a minute to getting people to go to hellwolfie.com and sign up. But before we do that, let's be good teachers. Um, let's give people something that if social media is new to them, that they can know or do right now from having listened to us that'll help them up their game. 
I would say start using emojis and and not too many. You have to be careful with you know this you know marketers tend to ruin things when they do really well uh, and and then they you know this is back in the back in the '90s when banners ads were working really well. People did only banner ads and they they overdid it. So with emojis, if you take a look at a report called the Adobe. Uh, emoji trend report, which came out last year, scroll down to the bottom where it says emojis can unlock business opportunities. And our, our platform helps you with this. We figure out not only which emojis are being used in real time, but which ones are contextually relevant to whatever you're typing or whatever article you're sharing, which automatically figures that out for you. But the part that I want to get everyone's attention to is uh, over half, 58% of emoji users are more likely to open an email from a brand that has an emoji in the subject line. Nearly half, 44% of emoji users are more likely to purchase products advertised using emojis. And surprisingly, a majority of a majority, 64% of emoji users are willing to make a purchase with an emoji, end quote. Now, that's interesting, right? Because we're all cavemen at the end of the day. We went from Facebook to something that was a little bit simpler, which is Twitter. And then we went to uh, Pinterest, and then we went to Instagram, and then we went to TikTok. As you can see, we're just adding more and more frames per second um, in terms of our, you know, when we're scrolling the platforms that we're looking at, right? Pins are static. Instagram is static slash videos. Now we have only videos with TikTok and Byte. Things are getting more and more visual because guess what? We're visual people. And so start using emojis and, and that would be the lowest hanging fruit. That's good advice. So um, how can people get signed up for Hello Wolfie, get in contact with you to learn more? How can they contact you? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, anyone, literally anyone is, is, is open to, uh, it can reach out to me. My email is arjun at hellowoofie.com. If you can write that down right now, go to hellowoofie.com, scroll to the bottom. My email's there as well. Uh, join our Facebook group, Content Masters by Hello Woofie. Steve, you're, I mean, you're welcome to join as well. Um, it's literally for community members just like you who are, you know, hustlers, underdogs, you know, want to meet other small businesses, want to get resources, tell us what we should be building because we're, you know, in many cases, we're building technology that our customers suggested. Um, and in some cases, we do, we'll do it within four to five weeks uh, of that suggestion itself. So content masters is really your way of telling us what kind of uh, platform you want to see and will most likely build it. Um, and, and if you become a member at hellowithyou.com, just hit the big green button. Um, then you, you have the ability to join our networking calls every Friday as well. And we'll, we'll try to help you as much as we can. And because, you know, we understand what it's like to be an underdog. Uh, and, and that's why we're building, you know, we're building this company for you. Well, Arjun, I really appreciate it. Um, thanks so much. It's just packed full of content. And um, I know I'm on the site. I hope everybody else is. Thanks so much for being a guest on the show today. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Have a lovely day, guys. Bye. I encourage you, go to Hello Woofy and sign up for Woofy. It is really a great platform. Um, I've been impressed with it ever since the very, very first time I heard about it on this interview, literally. Um, and have used it ever since. I think it's a really great option for most, if not all, of the things you're doing in social media. So I encourage you to check it out. Um, just another way to help you be able to win at life. As we're all moving through this life, working our way through and towards being a thriving entrepreneur. Don't go away. We'll be right back. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity, and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far, and then it just fell off the face of the planet, kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com, schedule a talk with Steve.
Steve. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. So, so far we have talked about, uh, you know, how we can win at pitching without pitching. We've talked about a powerful tool we can use to be able to really, truly win in social media. And now we want to talk about you know what we were all probably thinking originally when and I brought up the concept of winning in life and that's how to leave a legacy for your children a legacy that outlasts you both financially as well as the life that you live i know you're interested in that so here let's jump right into it join me in welcoming eric brotman hey eric how you doing today steve i'm doing great how are you i'm doing good thank you so tell us a little bit about you and how you show up in the world well, um, I'm a, a business owner and a serial entrepreneur. Um, now own three companies, a financial planning and wealth management firm, a consulting practice, and also a media company, um, hosting podcasts. And uh, my third book is coming out in a few weeks. And so it's been a, a real busy time. And I'm also a husband and father of a perfect 10-year-old and, uh, and a huge hockey fan. So a little bit of balance in my life there, too. That's a real accomplishment to have a 10-year-old and have them still be perfect. Uh, yes, she's perfect in every way. Ask me again in three years. <laughs> All right. <laughs> ask, okay. your, ask your wife again when she's like 16, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, you know, I'm not ready for that. I might have to go away for a few years. Oh, man, no kidding. <laughs> hey, yeah. you know, I just read a really interesting statistic. Being in financial management, you'll love this one. Um, evidently, in today's money, um, the Vanderbilt, uh, the, the, the father, you know, the one that built the Vanderbilt fortune yes. was worth $200 billion in today's money. Wow. It's pretty significant. Yeah. Considering that, you know, Amazon is a one, you know, $189 billion, uh, you know, <laughs> well, Apple's, Apple's a trillion dollar company. Well, I was talking about the owner of it. As oh, a, you're as talking about, yeah, yeah. Bezos, but Jeff yeah. Bezos no. is underneath. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, it's amazing to have trillion dollar companies now between Apple and Amazon. Um, it's just mind blowing. I don't think we can get our minds around trillions. You know what I mean? No, I mean, the thought of a, a million millions is is almost just esoteric. I mean, you just it's, it's too much to fathom. And then you start talking about our national debt and it's just, it, you know, it, your eyes roll back in your head thinking about it. Hmm, for sure. So a meaningful legacy for our children and our grandchildren. I mean, let's put some definitions on that first. What, what even is a meaningful legacy? Well, let's start with the premise that it's a whole lot more than money. And that, you know, it's not about things, possessions, um, or wealth. Um, a legacy is visions, it's stories, it's um, histories, it's um, it's the things that are uniquely your families um, that get passed down from one generation to the next. Um, it is um, a, a code of ethics that is uniquely your own. Um, it could be work ethic. Um, it could be a meaningful legacy. It could be philanthropic. Um, it could be religious. It could be um, a, a lot of different things, but it's rarely about stuff. So how do we leave that kind of a legacy to our children and grandchildren? Well, I think it starts with the relationships while our kids are young and, um, and, and teaching them some of the valuable lessons that they're not getting on YouTube or, uh, or you know, it used to be Saturday morning TV for us. Now it's YouTube and, and they're not getting it that way. Um, I think it's important to leave behind something digital 
um, ideally some form of video that has um, your, your likeness, that has your voice, that has your ability to tell stories about where you came from and, and what it felt like to become a grandfather or a father or a mother, um, and to leave those stories behind so they can be shared for generations in advance. It's a, it's a more important form of immortality than slapping your name on a building. So since we started off talking about multi-billionaires and trillion dollar companies, I mean, what's really a legitimate number that a person should be looking at to not only take them through retirement, but leave a financial legacy as well for their children? You, you know, there's, there's lots of schools of thought on retirement income and how much you need in order to be financially independent. And need, Steve, is sort of a, a strange word because some of the things we think we need really are truly wants. Um, but nonetheless, when you, if you want a rule of thumb, and rules of thumb are dangerous because everybody's different, but if you want a rule of thumb, I would say somewhere around 25 times your um, annual income net of savings. So in other words, if you earn $100,000 a year and you save $20,000 a year, you're living on $80,000. Some of that goes to taxes, of course, but it's $80,000. You would need 25 times that to be able to live on a 4% withdrawal that would be, in, in my opinion, the absolute um, maximum you'd ever want to withdraw from your various accounts. So in that particular case, that would require a $2 million nest egg. Now, I know a lot of people especially when you're talking entrepreneurs, the concept of putting away $2 million just seems impossible, um, especially if they haven't started until they're you know, 40 or 50. Um, is it realistic? I mean, can you still do it that late in life? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, time is definitely on your side if you start sooner, but people are also, they're working longer, and especially entrepreneurs. I don't know too many people who are entrepreneurs who you know, work 50, 60, 70 hours a week and have passion for what they do and love it and then suddenly decide they're gonna sit around and watch daytime TV and play shuffleboard. Um, I, I think you can stay engaged long beyond your quote unquote retirement age. And so long as you have your cognitive health and your physical health um, and you have a mission and a purpose, there's no reason why you should quit just because the government says you can collect social security. Um, I, I think it's, it's still possible to start in your 40s or even 50s and build a meaningful nest egg. It's tougher, but you know, at that point you might be finished raising children. You might be finished with tuition. You might be in your peak earning years and you have the ability to live on less. You might be downsizing your home instead of looking for the next bigger one. So there are definitely decisions that can be made. Plus, um, in certain cases with various families, you know, people used to inherit property in their 20s and 30s, and now that's not the case. Um, we see a lot of people inheriting property in their 60s because mom and dad lived to be 92. So there's a, sometimes an influx of family capital much later in life than there used to be. Mm. So you've kind of alluded to, but you haven't actually used the term yet. Um, you talk about graduating into retirement. Can you explain to us what that means? Yes. Um, the idea of a graduation is, um, is to mark an achievement and to mark the next exciting uh, chapter of your life. To retire is to withdraw or disappear. And I would argue that retirement is probably a fate worse than death. Um, it, it means you're not relevant. If, you, if you're on LinkedIn and your profile just says retired, no one is going to say, oh, there's somebody I need to meet. So ultimately, I believe it's much more important to have that next chapter of your life planned and to be having something you're moving towards rather than something from which you're retreating. So to me, it's a graduation. It becomes 2.0 of your life or 3.0 or, or however many iterations you wind up with. Um, but to me, it's a lifetime journey, a lifetime learning opportunity, and you get to reinvent yourself. I, I think we should still ask people in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s what they want to be when they grow up. Why do we stop doing that when somebody's eight, when the answer is astronaut, ballerina, or football player? You know, at some point, I think it's okay for all of us to continue to evolve and to find things that, that give us meaning and, um, and purpose and that we can be enthusiastic about until our last breath, you know, God willing. 
Mm, I like that. So what would you say is the biggest um, mistake that people continue to ongoingly make when it comes to their finances? Um, gosh, asking for one is tough because there are, there are dozens of things that folks do um, routinely. Um, I would say if there's one, it would be consumer debt. Um, if I had to pick one, it would be that people either spend more than they make or they, uh, they load up credit cards and student loans and car notes and so forth. And then you're trying to build uh, wealth. You're trying to build a mountain, but you're not starting on the ground. You're starting in a hole. And half the time you're still digging. And that's no way to create wealth. In fact, it's a way to create insolvency. Mm, that makes so much sense. I mean, that's, you know, Steve, that's simple stuff. If, if, you, if you earn more than you spend, then you have something left over at the end of every month or at the end of every pay cycle or what have you. And that's not necessarily being a great saver or investor. It's just an entry point. But if you at least have positive cash flow for your family, then you can do something positive with the excess. And, you know, I encourage people to pay themselves first and to make the first bill every month your own saving or investment. So that if you're a target is to put away 5% or 10 or 30 of whatever you earn, that you put that away before you start paying bills and that you learn to live on 70 or 80 or 90% of your income instead of 100. And if you do that your whole life, you, 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 know, you have a leg up on everyone just by being diligent and not letting your lifestyle expand to the last dollar or beyond. Mm, I like that. So Eric, I'm gonna give you a uh, situation. I want you to counsel this person a um, little bit here to give us a teaching moment to end the show off with. Great. Um, all right, so let's say a 45-year-old that has a business that's been around for three, four years, You know, so they're now a profitable business. Yeah. Um, they are debt-free or pretty close to it, and um, but they essentially have no savings. Any savings in retirement that they did had, they poured into starting their business. So they're starting from ground zero when it comes to retirement. Help them take the first step. There are uh, a couple of steps that I would say can happen simultaneously. Um, the first short-term step is to reconfigure how the, the profit and loss statement of the company works and try and figure out how to get more capital out of your corporate pocket and into your personal pocket. Um, a lot of times that's done with retirement plans or other types of vehicles, depending on whether you have employees or how old you are, there are different ways to, to be strategic about that and also to get some tax benefits from it. So I would start there. How do you figure out how to get annual monies into your household from your company? The second thing I'd say, which is more of a long-term and less of an immediate process is determine how you're going to monetize the company. It's your largest asset. In almost every case, an entrepreneur's largest asset is his or her company, and there's no succession plan. There's no plan to sell or to merge or to, to um, have the next generation involved. Sometimes there's this esoteric idea that your son or daughter will, will run it, and maybe they don't want to, or maybe they do want to and aren't capable. Um, you know, we tend to overvalue the, the business if we're looking at it subjectively because it was our life work. But ultimately a buyer is only gonna pay for earnings. And so it needs to be a profitable enough company that you can not only take some money out of it every year legally and, and, and in a tax-wise way, um, but also something you can sell, something that where you can have a capital event at whatever stage in your life that is the game changer. It's where work becomes optional and you can move on to the next chapter or the next uh, exciting thing to do. So I would say those are the two things. First, figure out how to create cash flow annually and immediately. And second, figure out how to monetize your largest asset so that you don't A, die at your desk or B, um, just let it fritter away and disappear. So Eric, for people who would like to go deeper with you and have you help them directly, how can a person get in contact with you? Um, our website is bfgfa.com. 
That's BFG Financial Advisors. Um, I also run a consulting firm at BrotmanConsultingGroup.com. And we're also at BrotmanMedia.com. Uh, I host a podcast called Don't Retire, Graduate. And a book by that same title comes out October 15th and is already on Amazon pre-sale. And uh, I hope you'll check it out and I hope you'll be in touch. Love to hear from folks. And that's BFGFA.com. That's right. Well, Eric, thank you so much for spending some time with us here on the show today. Steve, I enjoyed it. I, I hope uh, your listeners enjoy it and I wish you continued success. I really hope that each of you feels empowered from each of these things how to be able to win at life, to leave ultimately a legacy that well outlasts you, that are something that, you know, even your children can brag about. You know, I, of course, am, uh, you know, inclined to always be thinking about people and their books because that's what I do all day long. And I really do like the concept. I mean, think about books that you've read that are written by people who lived, you know, five years, a hundred years, thousands of years before you were born that have made an impact on your life. You, you know, many of you that grew up in church like I did, you know, you've read books of the Bible that were written by people, you know, possibly even as much as 10,000 years ago and telling stories of the beginning of all creation and things like that. Um, and, you know, then we move on to people from the 15th, 16th, 17th, you know, and then really, especially when you get into the 18th and 19th century, um, you know, the people that have written books that have impacted our life. And, you know, and then especially we get into the 20th and 21st century and we're really now living in a place where, you know, we have the opportunity to leave a legacy in writing like never before because of Amazon and, and uh, you know, and eBooks and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and I encourage you, get your book done in eBook form, but get it written too. So that there's a print version of it out there that no matter what happens, people can say, I, I love nothing better than the concept of talking to people about how, and now you can have your great, 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 great grandchildren say, Grandmommy was an international best-selling author. Grandmommy wrote a bestseller. What an amazing legacy to leave. And, you know, there are so many of those kind of things and so many things that we know and do in life, especially the things that we do with such grace and ease that we tend to discount it, honestly. Um, and yet, those are the very things that somebody needs so desperately. Because you are uniquely brilliant. You were created very specifically on purpose, for a purpose. And the world needs you. I want you to know there is a legacy that you are leaving. You are winning at life. Now we just need to celebrate our wins, to see them to improve them, increase them so there's even more of them, and do all the things that are necessary so that every day when we wake up, we're ready to thrive. And every night when we lay our head on the pillow, we can say, this was a day that I lived as a thriving entrepreneur. I want that so much for you. I celebrate you in advance, even of the next win that you're gonna have, and I'd love to hear about it. Feel free to always post on social media and hashtag thriving entrepreneur. I would love to hear what you've got going on. I'm here for you. If there's anything I can do for you, you know, writing your book or anything else that I can help you with, I would love to be able to do that. I want to see you win at life, to be able to brag about I'm the winner at my life so that you can live every day of your life as a thriving entrepreneur. See you next week. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time.
author who's on a mission. Stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. You are-